Hey there, friends, family, and fans of the Number 9 with Tommy podcast, and welcome to the season of giving. Welcome is right. We want to welcome all of you to join us in a never-ending fight to fill faces with smiles. We're going to be filling stockings with joy and putting some presents under the tree this year. We're going to treat people to some treats, some gifts, and some smiles. See, after Tommy bought his eighth big screen TV and fourth brand new truck this year, he decided that he really wanted to do something to give back and help folks that aren't fortunate enough to buy an Apple product every time the wind blows. And when I brought the idea to Pat, he, of course, was happy to help, as long as he didn't have to do any work at all and could just find other people to do his part for him. Well, I guess that brings us to you. Local, in-house, across state lines, near and far, we need your help to help the less fortunate have an awesome Christmas this holiday season. We're going to leave a link for you to support the cause and give a little during this wonderful winter time. Give a little, give a lot, or if anyone you know could maybe use some of the holiday cheer that we're collecting, please contact us at the number nine podcast at gmail.com and give some of the details as to what's going on and what the family could use to make their season brighter. All right. Is this where I say good day? No, we just can't ask for donations and not set an example, Pat. And technically we can. If you just shove some coal in that mouth, we can still help plenty of folks. Oh, you're the worst. Guys, we're getting this kindness train rolling by no, by donating some of the money we've been paid by our good friends over at Anchor.fm, who make podcasting easy as pie, by the way. Okay, perfect. At least we still have our football winnings. We're also going to donate the money we made this year in the, num- in the number nine oh. with Tommy football suicide pool. Holy manger, Tom. What's next? You want to give money out of our own pockets? Lastly, we're going to going to dip into our joint bank account that's right me and this guy have a joint bank account for all of you who listen to the show and all my betting stories you know that's the worst gamble i could ever take wait so we're giving podcast earnings gambling earnings and our own money yes folks that's what we're talking about we're not just asking for money we're doing as much as we can but we're asking for help we want to create as much positivity and joy as we can this holiday season Well, this took a turn faster than the general public's opinion of Amber Heard when we found out all those accusations about Johnny Depp were fabricated. So you're on board. You're going to love your neighbor like you're always preaching? I am. Let's do this. Let's go help kids and families who might need an extra gift or two under the tree. That, folks, is the spirit. From all of us at the Number 9 with Tommy podcast to all of you, joyous Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, and happy Cha Chawanki Ka. Pat, what the hell does that say? I mean, I believe that's Hanukkah. No freaking way that says Hanukkah. I'm dead ass, bro. I'm going to take your word for it. Mams and sirs, I say good holiday. Hey, Mams and sirs, and welcome to the Number 9 with Tommy podcast. I'm returning after a weekend packed with fun in New York City. The traffic, air, and attitudes could not have been more shitty. But we had lots of fun, and Liz was there, and I find her super pretty. We have donations coming in and joining us in the fight to fill hearts with love, faces with smiles, and children with delight. Don't forget to help us out, however much you may afford, so those who are less fortunate can enjoy a holiday a bit like mine and yours. I'm happier than an Insta model who just got yelled at by her dad, knowing that shaking her ass is the way she's going to react and she'll be pulling in some cash. Another jolly good fellow is the host of the show who's beaming with glee, and he's here to tell everyone how happy he is to be teaming with me. Tommy fucking Washington, what's been up, man? How are you? 
We should really have a conversation before you write. Before the, I write the intro. Yeah. Because I literally said to Patrick tonight, it's not gonna be a good show. I'm in a bad mood. And then I had already written a podcast about how you're beaming with glee, or written an intro, anyways. Yeah, I am beaming with glee about one thing. I was utterly shocked when I was checking my email earlier today, and I saw a hundred dollar donation from one from the one and only Panachronic that says, "Make it happen, fellas." Uh, he donated a hundred dollars to the Christmas fund. Uh, so that's fantastic. Um, Extremely generous, and hopefully yeah. that gets the ball rolling. Panachronic, we thank you for taking that first step. Um, again, we're still waiting for some stories of somebody that you may know that's down on some hard times that needs some help. Uh, no stories to go unheard. We want to help whoever, however, whenever we can. Hopefully before Christmas. Yep. I'm watching this, uh, this Tampa game, and uh, it looks like Tampa's going to lose. Um, I like the Bills, man. I got, I got no beef with the Bills. I would love to see Tom Brady win Super Bowls until the day he dies, but I also have no beef with the Bills. The Bills suck and have no right winning this game, so very upset about that. But anyway, uh, what else we got? Well, Tom, we got some... We got some memes. We got some stories about this weekend. Yeah, you told me about something about uh, Fury, the fighter. Oh, oh, okay. So, Tony and I went to go see a boxing match. This is going to be Richard Comey versus, uh... oh, fuck me. Holy shit. You're just there. You don't remember? Lomachenko. Lomachenko. That's what it is. Lomachenko. And, uh, Lomachenko's a heavy favorite. The card is packed, dude, with no-name fighters. Well, everybody in the boxing world to me is a no-namer. Like, I know fucking Wilder and Fury because Wilder and Fury fought a hundred times. Um, like, I, I know who Muhammad Ali is. Yes, uh, speaking the 49ers of, scored, dude. The 49ers won again. Fantastic. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, I, watched, I watched Muhammad Ali's grandson beat the shit out of somebody. So that was pretty cool. Um, I thought it was weird because it says like his first and his last name, you know, and then his middle name or like his, you know, like if it was like Patrick the Crusher Gallagher, his version of the Crusher was Ali, the legend lives on. And I was like, that's weird. Like, that's awfully arrogant to say. I did not realize that it was Muhammad Ali's grandson until after the fight. Um, There were two brothers who uh, both won their matches. It was just a card packed with knockouts. Uh, the main event was awesome. It went all 12 rounds. There was a knockdown. There were several near falls. Um, but right before the main event, they want to wish the dude who runs, uh, I don't know, Top Gear, Top Fight, Top... Whatever the dog. boxing promotion is. Huh? Top Dog? Yeah, Top Something. Top Rank? Maybe it was Top Rank. Yeah, I Whatever hate to interrupt this question, but I'm very concerned about this. Yeah, but have you ever used DoorDash? Uh, I think I've used DoorDash. I use Uber Eats. I don't know if I've actually used DoorDash, but I think I have. Let me leave off. Oh well, we left off where Tom figured out how he pays for DoorDash. By the way, I have a card saved in the in the app apparently, and uh, Pat was continuing the story. So there's some guy. It's his 90th birthday. Keep going, Top Dog. Top rank. Uh, 
Baba artist, top rank. So he's a boxing promoter. He's 90 years old. He owns this promotion. And the, the ring announcer is kind of going through like his, his uh, greatest hits. And there's a fucking unbelievable video playing. And it's everybody in the world wishing this dude a happy birthday. Like fucking, it's uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. It's every boxer current. It's a ton of retired boxers. Tyson wasn't on it. Mike Tyson, and I think that's because he never fought for that promotion because Don King. But even Don King wished this motherfucker a happy birthday. It was just in incredible to watch all of Ali's family. Um, so it ends the video, and it's it's a very good video, very well done. And the guy's like, Bob, I have a guy here who loves two things. He loves boxing. And he loves singing to boxing fans. And I turn to my brother and I'm like, oh my fucking God, dude. Tyson Fury's here. Tyson fucking Fury is at this fight. And he's like, there's no fucking way Tyson Fury came to sing this dude happy birthday. And the guy's like, so let's get him out here. The world champion, Tyson Fury. And fucking Tyson Fury comes down to the ring, sings this guy happy birthday. Fucking encores with American Pie. Sings a bunch of American Pie because that's the guy's favorite song. Um, it's a fucking blast, dude. And I like I... I would have gone to Madison Square Garden to see Tyson Fury sing a song. So, like, the entire boxing card that was unbelievable was kind of just like a little bonus. It was fucking fantastic. Um, after the fight, we saw a homeless dude try to go after, like, a hot dog vendor because the... How do you know, know he was homeless? Oh, it was abundantly clear, sir. I mean, you could smell that he was homeless. You could see that he was homeless. You could hear that he was homeless. Well, sometimes um, Colin I'm, smells like he's homeless and looks like he's homeless. But he's not. So That's valid. <laughs> no, this guy was just screaming obscenities at a hot dog vendor who... Like, the dude cut in front of me, which, whatever. I don't, I'm in no rush. I just got out of the boxing match. We're going to grab an Uber and go back to the hotel. But... And I, to be honest with you, I didn't even realize that he cut in front of me. He was walking, and then he just kind of stopped walking, but he was so out of it. And the guy was like, he was like, what, 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 what do you want? And the guy was like, fuck you, man. Fuck you. These people are trying to give you good money, and you want to say, what do you want? Don't talk to me like that. Fuck you, motherfucker. He's just screaming at the guy. And the guy's like, really, though? What do you want? And he's like, I just want to, I just want, and he like is looking around to pick something that he wants, because he had no intention of buying anything. <laughs> And he, like, picks up a can of soda, and he's like, I just want this soda. And the guy's like, okay, give me money. And the guy's like, dude, uh, how's that how you talk to your fucking customers? Fuck you. You don't even wash your hands, you dirty fuck. And just starts, like, screaming racial obscenities and everything else to the hot dog vendor. And he, like, fucking throws the soda down, so the hot dog vendor's like, don't come back here. And he's like, fuck you. That's why you don't make any money, because you don't let people come back. And just, like, everything he could say that didn't make sense. Um, so that was exciting. That was fun. We went to the fucking Hershey store. Liz obviously bought a bunch of candy because Liz is a chocolate fucking junkie. Um, we saw the tree. We saw Central Park. We, uh, what else is there? Oh, Times Square. We went to Times Square. Went to the Diamond District. We did all kinds of crazy shit. It was fun. Sounds fun, man. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. It was a good time. Good. You know what I did so yesterday? In the middle of my story, you had an exclamation of glee what happened in football the bucks won okay okay scored a touchdown tom brady tom brady sure i'm just excited that the bet that i have is still alive there you go baby what's the last part of the bet uh packers have to win <laughs>
against the Bears tonight. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's a win. That's a W. How important is that bet? What are you going to win? Uh, I'll win 85, so I'll clear 130. I don't know if it was a $50 bet. I'll win 85, so whatever, 50 and 85, 135. Yeah, I'm nice. clear of it. So I'm still down for the day at that point, which is cool. Super exciting, super happy, I bet. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, so yesterday, I didn't do shit. I got up in the morning and did nothing. I played video games all day yesterday. I got the new Vanguard. <clears throat> which What's is Vanguard? Called, it's Call of Duty. It's a new one. Okay. So I got the new Call, uh, call of Duty. I wasn't going to buy it because why buy it? You know what I mean? They're all the same, I guess. Um, but it was on sale, so I figured this is probably the cheapest it's going to be. Um, so I might as well, because you know me, eventually I'm going to want it. So fuck it. And I bought it. So it's on sale for like 30 Yeah, you do bucks. kind of have to take advantage of sales when they happen in video games. Yeah, like if it's, you know, especially now it's so easy because you can do it right from your house. So I uh, I got up yesterday, saw that I was on sale, I bought it, um, installed it. Played it all day yesterday. We played with uh, we played with Fuckface Mason. We played with uh, Beaker, and we played with T Dog. Uh, we actually played Cold War with T Dog because T Dog doesn't have Vanguard. And then Beakalik was gonna gift it to Trevor, but you can't um, if you're not friends for more than three days. If you're friends less than three days on this platform. You can't gift anybody anything. And I understand why they do it. It's like a safety thing. You know what I mean? For kids and shit, probably. So, uh... Yeah, because you could tell a child fucking anything and they'll believe you. Yeah. So, he couldn't gift it to him. And, uh, T-Dog just broke down and ended up buying it. So, uh, good for him. So, he installed it. We all played. I played till about 2 o'clock this morning. Went to bed. Got up. Been playing it all day. Uh, but anyway, that brings it. What, what, uh, so I, for, for people who understand what the fuck we're talking about, I like black ops because I like the weapon set. I don't like like modern warfare or anything futuristic. Tell me about Vanguard. When is that from? What time period? World War II. It's old school shit. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's like maybe a little bit after, probably a little bit in the air, you know? Um, so it's all right. It's, the gameplay in it, like I, I like the Cold War era. Um, that was very. The gameplay on it was very smooth. Um, yeah. I feel like, but this is a brand new game. I feel like this one's a little laggy and shit. But we'll see. But other than that, it's a, it's a pretty good game. Um, okay. So I just been grinding the fuck out of that. But now, mind you, I'm obviously I'm not a big Grubhub guy. Um. Not a big DoorDash guy. I don't. If I'm gonna order food from a place that delivers, I just have the place deliver it. One, it's cheaper, but two, it just makes sense. So last night, and there's plenty of options. Yeah. So last night, Erica is up in Mass with cousins. Just Colin and I, and I go, Colin, what do you want for dinner? And I'm thinking, and what I really wanted was Chinese food, but Colin didn't want Chinese food. And then so I just said, you know what? Let me see what's on Grubhub. So I start going through the app and I see that there's this place, Raleigh's. It's over, it's not far from us, but uh, 
Colin has eaten there a few times with his grandparents, and he fucking absolutely loves it. So I said, you know, fuck it, we'll try it. So I get it. We order it. I'm down here playing. I tell Colin, the guy's going to be here. He's going to leave right at the doorstep. You just got to bring it in, whatever. So I got a text that it's on its way. I tell him the time frame where it's going to be here. And we're good. And then all of a sudden, Colin, my phone's blowing up. Text, text, text. And then he starts calling me. I'm in the middle of playing a game. But I answer. I'm like, what's up? And he goes, a car pulled into the driveway. Pulled out. Went to our neighbor's house. Got out of the car. Put a thing on their doorstep. And drove away. He goes, I think that was the Grubhub guy. And I go. <laughs> That's a pretty good assumption, kid. So I go and I look at the phone. And it says it's been delivered. But the number for the guy is there. So I call the guy and I'm like, hey, man, I think you delivered my food to the wrong house. I think you delivered it to my neighbor's house. And he's like, oh, man, I had to figure out how to get back there. And he's like giving me a hard time about having to come back. I'm like, motherfucker, I tipped you $10 on top of the delivery fee to get this shit delivered right. to my doorstep. And you're giving me a hard time? So, because once you tip them, right, there's no way to go back. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they already got their money. They don't give a fuck if they deliver it to the right house. So, Colin runs over, gets the food, and I'm going all through Grubhub, trying to figure out how to make a complaint or something. Like, And so, eventually, I get a text from him, like, hey, tell us about your experience. But it never asks you to rate the fucking driver. Like, that's the real experience with with Grubhub. It's not the fucking restaurant. It's not was it delivered on time? Well, I guess it's part of it if, if it was delivered on time or when they said it was going to be here. But the real yeah. thing is, how was the delivery? No, nothing about Uber that. Eats. Uber Eats is a five-star rating, for the record. I'm sure they're all five-star ratings. If you go and you look. No, it, it texts you after oh, you Oh, you can food. rate them Oh, you get to rate the yeah. delivery driver. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah you can one, also alter. You can also change their tip after the fact. That's nice. Maybe I'll start going that route because, hey, again, I'm not a big guy on doing this, but I was fucking pissed. But anyway, so that's that. Anything else you got, Pat? That catches us up to today. It's Sunday evening, 8 o'clock, and uh, let's kick into some memes, bro. All right, memes it is. Let's see. Oh, Tom. Dude, when I saw this one... Remind me to tell you that Lush hit me with what is either number one, replacing Tony at number one, or number two as the most savage burn of my last four years. It was fucking hysterical. Do not let me forget to tell you. It's going to have to be over the phone now. Okay. Fucking ruthless, bro. (laughs) I fucking died. Damn, I wish I was there. You really do. I would have added insult to injury. I don't know how you could have perfected this more, bro. Dude, it was so fucking good. Anyway, speaking of getting burned, Kevin Spacey. Now, see, Pat, so I saw this meme. One fucking hilarious, right? I saw yeah, when she said this in. But also... Can you hear this fucking cat right now? No, I cannot, but Erica's texting me. All she does is meow. 
So this Kevin Spacey meme. What I want to see, because there's only one of these headlines that has a date in it. So I want to see if it's all for the same. Because it's four different news articles. Or three yeah. different. Oh, actually, two of them are from uh, two Los Angeles them, Times. Yeah, and one of them is from Boston.com. So that changes a little. But are they all from the same thing? You know what I mean? The same uh, article? The same time is okay, what I'm so, looking yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or if this has happened more than once. Because this shows that it's happened more than once, but I don't know if that's true. Right. Uh, but the first one says, Boston.com celebrity report Kevin Spacey's accuser, Linda Coughlin, dead after being struck by a car. And then below that, it says, uh, Los Angeles Times, Kevin Spacey won't face criminal charges in groping case after accuser's death. And then another Los Angeles Times, massage therapist suing Kevin Spacey for sexual assault dies ahead of trial. And then below that, I don't know what this one is, but it says Kevin Spacey accuser dies by suicide after actor post killed them with kindness video. And then I don't know where this guy is from, but it's fucking hilarious. His hair's all disheveled and shit. And he says, I'm not say, saying it was Kevin Spacey, but it was Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Uh, an accuser dies or goes missing. Meh. Two accusers dies or goes missing. That's a little odd. Three accusers, either Kevin Spacey himself or a very, very big fan of Kevin Spacey's. Oh, there's the cat is responsible. And four accusers, and they should start hiding accusers. Yeah. They should put them in the witness protection program for sure. What's this one, Pat? Uh, this is. Uh, this is about names, man. It's uh, I did this just for Erica. We owed her a little thank you because apparently we ignored some of her memes. So I put uh, this story about Roland the Farter. Uh, the meme says, King gives you a 30-acre estate. Imagine someone farting so good that you're reading about them right now, 900 years later. Oh, it says, imagine farting so good that the king gives you a 30-acre estate. And then the next guy said, imagine someone farting so good that you're reading about them right now, 900 years later. So, Roland the Farter, who you can Wikipedia, is known in contemporary records as Roland Le Fartier, uh, was a medieval flatulist who lived in the 12th century England. He was given Hemingstone Manor in Suffolk and 12 hectares, or 13 acres of land, in return for his services as a jester for King Henry II. Each year he was obliged to perform, uh, that's a fucking song of some sort, oh, it's one jump, one whistle, and one fart for the king's court at Christmas. One jump, one whistle, and one fart for the king. And this motherfucker got 30 acres of land out of it. Nice. Good for Erica, him. Erica. What a meme. That's for you. What a meme, Erica. Thanks for sending that in. I don't know. She didn't send it in. Oh. I did it for her. Oh, because she likes farts. Correct. Okay, I like it. What's this one, Patrick? Uh, this is... Uh, I don't know how old this is. It's Dave Chappelle. On the Chappelle show, clearly, like he's that age. So we're talking 15, 20 years ago, but somebody made it into a meme. Because uh, he, it was the old modern problems require modern solutions. Do you remember that shtick on the Chappelle show? No. Well, it was fucking hilarious. And they took that, that slogan, the modern problems require modern solutions. And it says, tip, when making a sex tape, 
play Disney music in the background. That way, if it gets leaked online, Disney attorneys will have them all taken down. I like it. That's or, fucking brilliant. Well, with modern technology, they'll just take the audio from the background out. Way to ruin the meme, Tom. Uh, where did you find this? I just saw it on the internet, bro. This one says, I can't stop following this car. And it has a bumper sticker on it that says, no baby on board. I only do anal. That's fucking great. Yeah. Whoever put that bumper sticker on their car is just an amazing human being. Facts. All right, Pat. So we got through uh, memes. Let's get into it. We're on to three finger news. News is sure to shock you. But first, let's hear from Anchor.fm. Man, the Anchor.fm. Phenomenal people over there. Phenomenal people. Anchor.fm is easier than Tom's high school sweetheart. Pat, did you know now that with Anchor.fm we can upload videos so we can do our video podcast up there as well? Believe it or not, I did not know that. I got an email about it the other day. But hey, Pat, how much Sunday Night Football have you watched? None, right? Ever? In the last four to five weeks, I've watched zero football, and that's the end of the sentence. I've watched zero football. Jesus, what kind of fucking life are you living? Um... But more importantly here, well, that was obvious by your takes last week. But anyway, um, so on Sunday Night Football, when everybody picks the same team, so like you know how they like have the uh, the crew people at, you know, Chris Collinsworth, all of them, they pick the winner of the game, or like or Tony Dungy and all them before the game, they pick who they think is going to win. Yeah. So when they all pick the same team, that team loses. They all just okay, pick so Green like Bay. A, like a jinx. Yeah, they all just pick Green Bay. Okay. So if Green Bay loses this fucking game, dude, I'm I'm dead serious. I'll be all done betting. Period. Never again. I'll uninstall everything and move on with my life. What the fuck are you doing over there? Can you get the fucking goddamn cat off the table? Maybe that, nah, like you I keep would, moving around. You're looking at your goddamn phone. You ready to do this or what? Oh, Miss Elizabeth is still sending me stuff for the podcast, and there's a zero percent chance I'm kicking this cat away from me. You're fucking ridiculous. What? I love cats, Tom. You're a fucking idiot. What do we got for Kiki? A Kiki, you're start. a star. Look, you're you're a star. Yeah, Take that butt. Oh, no? yo, starter and OnlyFans, Tom. Start an uh, OnlyFans with a cat. We just did an article uh, about a guy that went to prison for doing stuff with a dog. Using he was a cop, though. He deserved it. Yeah, that's real nice, Pat. Real nice. Blue Justice is going to hit me for that one. Send your hate tweets to the Number 9 to- podcast. It's at Number 9 Pod on Twitter. Thanks. Okay. All right. So the first article said, Would pizza would be pizza shop robber stop cold after 14-year-old shoots him in the face? Please say. Pat, real this quick. news article, Bang Bang Pizza. Before, before we go any further with this, I was listening to a yeah. radio show the other day, and they were t- they were talking about this place in New York that has their slogan is "Make your own pizza," right? So if you hear them, kind make, of defeats the fucking purpose of going. Well, no, but wouldn't you think that "make your own pizza" means that you go in and you actually like are putting the pizza into the oven, putting the sauce on it, the cheese on it, and you're making your own pizza? I would assume so, yes. 
No, this fucking place is just like any other pizza place in the world where you just choose your toppings and then they cook, cook it for you. So you build, <laughs> you design your own pizza. Yeah, just like any other pizza place on the face of the planet. Yeah, what pizza place do they think they're competing with? I don't know, like, but it's the, but hey, it's the, such a we good should slogan. open up a pizza shop called Nazi Germany Pizza, where you come in, we give you exactly what we want to give you and tell you to get the fuck out. But think about this. Think about the marketing scheme behind this, right? Because this place uses it as their slogan, and how many people go there because of that? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Fucking smart. Anyway, tell me about this pizza joint where the fourteen-year-old shot somebody. Dude, right, I saw a uh, fucking TikTok today of uh, Rittenhouse. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the interview and he said, I hope whoever the defense attorney's name was, I hope you're watching this right now. I played Call of Duty every night of the trial. <laughs> because during the, tri- <laughs> during the trial, he asked him if he played Call of Duty and the point of the, if the point of the game was to kill everybody with your guns. And he's like, yeah, but it's just a game. And then so it cuts to that. And then he says that first. I hope you're watching this. And then it cuts to what he said in the trial. And then he says, I played Call of Duty every night of the trial. That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> Classic. Uh, anyway. Tom, a 14-year-old boy shot a would-be robber in the face Thursday after the man attacked the boy's father at a pizza shop in Philadelphia. The events unfolded just before 10 p.m. on Thursday night at Bold Pizza. A man walked into the shop intending to rob it, forcibly reaching over the counter attempting to steal money from the register. A pizza shop employee attempted to stop the man, and when the attempted robber put his hands around the employee's... Oh, then the guy put his hands around the employee's neck. The employee's son, a 14-year-old boy, grabbed a gun legally owned by the employee from behind the counter and shot the attempted robber in the face. Uh, The police chief uh, in Philadelphia said, there was money on the floor, and there was also some broken glass inside the store, and there was also a large amount of blood. The would-be robber left the pizza shop after the shooting, and police tracked him, following a trail of blood to a nearby train subway station. Officers found the suspect bleeding from the face in in the station. Authorities took the man to Jefferson Hospital, where he's placed in critical condition. From the trail of blood, we also found some cash in the subway where the victim was found. So I'm going to skip down, Tom. You get the gist of this story, right? Yeah. Okay. A lot of it goes into, like, you know, violence has increased and uh, shootings have increased. And there's a lot of stuff that go on. This is the important... I I don't want to flood you with information because I need you to hear this last sentence. So far, what we have is a guy walks in, threatens to rob a place, goes to rob the place, employee interjects himself in the situation, probably in not the safest manner, and this dude starts choking the life out of the employee, right? At which point, the guy who's getting the life choked out of him has a child. That child picks up a legally owned firearm, shoots homeboy in the face, Homeboy stumbles off to Jared and Subway, different type of Subway, I know. Um, but this was a this was a very very scary moment for this fourteen year old kid, right? His dad's being choked in front of him, right? No, an employee, not his dad. An employee of his dad's. His dad owns the pizza shop. Okay, I'll take that. That's what it says. 
Okay. No, no, that's that's fine. If I if I misunderstood, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, Kenny, which is a uh, Kenny, is the uh, police captain. I think. Hold on, let me find out who Kenny is real quick. Dun dun dun. He's the mayor. Okay, so Mayor Kenny of Philadelphia. Just to just to really highlight what type of people we're talking about. When we talk about the media and the politicians, this is his official statement. The volume of guns that are in circulation in our communities is at a record high. Crime guns join a sea of illegal and legal guns that are accessible in the heat of the moment, turning what could have stayed an argument into a homicide. Now, Tom, I want to point out two things. One, this guy would have to be dead for it to be a homicide. He's in critical condition. Two, this motherfucker said this was an argument. Can we rewind back to why this kid so, went and got the fucking gun? So, Pat, as much as I want to be on your side with this one, I, Go ahead. I, re- I really do. Um, so this is just a general quote. It doesn't say that he's necessarily talking about this. Yeah, because it says, I'm personally heartbroken and outraged that we lost 500 uh, Philadelphians, including many of our children and teenagers, needless needless violence this year. I never stopped thinking about them, blah, blah, blah. And then it goes into the statistic. And then after that, it continues his quote by saying this. So he, I don't think he was referencing this specific uh, scenario. I, I will, again, and I'm with you. I wish I was misquoting him, but before what you just read, it says, during a press conference discussing the most recent incident Wednesday. Right? So they're there to talk about this incident. And he's saying, oh, you know, it's really sad because these guns are in a place where arguments wouldn't have to turn to gun violence. But that's not what we're fucking talking about. You're misrepresenting this situation. If you're saying, oh, I was talking about something completely different. Then what the fuck are you here talking about this for? Well, he's you're talking, here talking about this. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, but and I know that you're Mister Literal, and but I think he's saying that as a because he says, "I'm personally heartbroken and outraged that we lost 500 Philadelphians, including many of our children and teenagers, to needless violence this year." So he's he's not specifically talking about this he's generalizing about the violence in philadelphia currently not this specific instance during that press conference yeah i don't, I like understand. I don't know what, like the way he approached it Again, you know he pre-wrote this you know what the problem is the problem isn't what he said it's the way this article was written to make it seem because they said during a press conference discussing the most recent incident wednesday they like that's that's miss uh the media is mi- misrepresenting one yes. way or the other somebody's misrepresenting yes, some shit misrepresenting, and this is the fucking problem we're dealing with all the time yes they're misrepresenting the fact that he they're trying to make it seem like he was talking about this specific incident which again i don't know the guy's personal like his view on his personal incident and you're right like i have no problem with a gun being used in that situation he was choking another person somebody's life was in danger they used a gun to prevent that. Yeah. So I have no problem with that. Um, and again, like this, 
But it, it's another situation where the media is misrepresenting what's being said or what's being done. I'm just convinced that, like, you know, this it, it always makes me think of the Asian, uh, the, uh, the massage Asian parlor hate. shooting. Yeah, and it was Asian hate, not... Yeah, and the kid saying, I'm addicted to sex, and they're the reason I'm addicted to sex, so they needed to die, and they're like, he hates Asians. I'm convinced that if I walked in for hibachi, and, like, they fucked up my meal, and I was super disappointed, and it escalated, like, they attacked me, and I fought one of them off, and, like, I pushed him, and he slipped on something that was on the ground that shouldn't have been on the ground, because the working conditions were unsafe. And then, like, when that happened, he accidentally pushed a knife. Like, he, he slammed his hand on the counter, and the knife was hanging off the end of the counter. And then I flung across the restaurant and stabbed one of the chefs in the throat, and that guy died. They would be like, so this fat guy went into a hibachi restaurant and started killing the Asians because he hates Asians. That's what this article says to me. It's This guy has an agenda. He wants nobody to carry fucking guns, whether, whether I'm talking about the police chief or I'm talking about the fucking reporter. Somebody told a story that made it seem like guns are never the answer. The problem is guns were created because sometimes guns are the fucking answer. That's right. Hoorah. You know what I've been watching a lot? I watch, I've been watching it every night. Full Metal Jacket? Bed. No. Uh, Bill Burr, one of his older stand-ups. Okay. Where he starts yeah. off with, I want to get a gun. <laughs> He explains his interaction in Rio with a guy like a fucking backwards sake selling him gun. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, just made me laugh. Um, next story, Tom. We're gonna go back and forth. You'll you'll notice there's some dual highlighting going on. Yeah. I'll get you to your first green line. Allow me. You want me to read the green ones? Yeah, well, when I get to the green one, you'll take over. Okay, you want me to read the green one? Gotcha. Yep. So the article is named, Don't Beat Yourself Up, up Over It, Bud. Hilarious Responses to Jussie Smollett's Guilty Verdict. Jussie Smollett? Jussie Smollett? Whatever. We all know who I'm talking about. I don't know. Who's that? <laughs> New York, New York, May 14th, to refresh Tom's memory. Jussie Smollett attends a 2018 Fox Network upfront. Oh, that's just a picture of him. On Thursday, Jussie Smollett, Tom. Uh, I know, he was the Empire the... actor who uh, staged his own beating in the streets and then said it was a hate crime by uh, Trump supporters. Uh, well, MAGA supporters, but as well as white supremacists, uh, just so that we're clear, like they're synonymous hand in hand. <laughs> so I'm glad you remember who he is. Uh, and before now, I would have said, I wouldn't say that, man. I would say allegedly. But he has been convicted. Uh, he was found guilty on uh, five counts related to an apparent hate crime hoax he orchestrated back in 2019. The jury reached their decision after about nine hours of deliberation. Smollett was found guilty on five of six counts of disorderly conduct. He has not yet been sentenced. The disgraced actor immediately started trending on social media, and some of the responses were just fantastic. So I will bring you this one from Ben Shapiro. Tonight, Jussie Smollett can rest knowing that his attacker has been convicted. Liz Wheeler said, I'm so glad they caught and convicted Jussie Smollett's attacker. Blair White said, poor Jussie. Hope he doesn't beat himself up over this. 
the Babylon Bee. Cruel. Jesse Smollett will be forced to share a jail cell with his attacker. Stacey Forrest said, Congratulations to Jesse Smollett for being the first American to scam a Nigerian. <laughs> Tom Lahirn. Lahirn? Tommy Lauren. Tommy Lauren. Oh, yeah. Tommy Lauren. Jesse, I know you've been found guilty, and this is a difficult day for you, but don't beat yourself over it, bud. Ben Shapiro also said, if Jesse Smollett is acquitted, it will send the message that attacking a black gay man while shouting MAGA slurs is acceptable in our society. John uh, Gabriel, only reason jurors found Jesse guilty is because Chicago is MAGA country. (laughs) Tim Young said, don't tell Jesse, but Biden's approval ratings would make it appear as if this was, in fact, MAGA country. And Lisa Booth, Jesse Smollett can finally rest easy tonight. Nice. <laughs> so, just so everybody's clear, since we're at least trying to semi-report the news, count one, uh, he, again, he was uh, convicted of five counts, four of which were felonies, or, I'm sorry, they were fi- the, of the five, they were class four felonies, which is uh, the least severe type of felony in Illinois. Uh, convictions can still carry a prison sentence of up to three years. Uh, in the six uh, counts, it was count one accuses him of telling a responding officer at 2.45 a.m. some 45 minutes after their purported attack that he was the victim of a hate crime. He said two attackers put a rope around his neck. Count two refers to him telling the same officer uh, that he was uh, the victim of battery, describing attackers beating and pouring bleach on him three and four were the same claims made, but to a different officer later that morning. Count five accuses Smollett of again telling Murray around 7.15 that he was the victim of battery. Count six refers to Smollett reporting on uh, February 14th to a detective, Robert Graves, that he had been the victim of an aggravated battery. So the one that got dropped was the one that happened twice. The one that the same copy told later. Um uh, Smollett contends that he was targeted by two Trump supporters who verbally and physically accosted him as he was walking home from a Subway sandwich shop in downtown Chicago on January 29th. The actor says the men called him a uh, six-letter F-word and a six-letter N-word, tied a noose around his neck, poured bleached on him, and kicked him in the ribs. So, do you know what I find funny about the whole thing? Uh, the whole story? No. The funny part is that this guy lives in Chicago, obviously, right? He's walking home from Subway, where he went and got a fresh sandwich. Where you're not famous enough to get noticed anywhere, and you think these two guys tracked you down, knew that you were gay, and then fucking beat the shit out of you, dude? You should have just let it go with the with the N-word hate speech. Do you remember... Chappelle's shtick on this in his first uh, special back from his hiatus. No. Dude, you got to go back and watch this right at the beginning. And he's talking about, he's like, this entire country banded behind this fucking guy. You know who didn't band behind Jesse Smollett? Black people. We knew that motherfucker was lying from the rip. And he just starts going on and on about how, like, it's too cold for black people to go outside. He's like, you know, black people don't eat Subway. He just had like a hundred reasons why like black people were like, that motherfucker's lying. He's going to get caught too. Dude, it's so fucking funny. 
What's the next one, man? The next one. As inflation soars, Americans' real wages decline. So we're going to talk about real wages. On Friday, the Bureau of Labor Statistics announced that consumer price inflation has reached a 6.8% rate, the largest year-over-year increase since June 1982, as well as the sixth straight month in which inflation has remained above 5%. The agency also revealed that the real average hourly earnings, which consider the impact of inflation upon purchasing power, fell by 0.4% between October and November, Though nominal average hourly earnings rose by 0.3%, the effects were overshadowed by a 0.8% increase in consumer prices. So what this is saying is your dollar doesn't buy you a dollar worth of stuff anymore. And this is the worst. (coughs) Hold on while I die. This is the least your dollar has gotten you since 1982. Now, this is interesting to me for a couple of reasons. One, uh, there is a stereotype with Democratic leaders that uh, money gets a little out of control. Money gets a little loose. And uh, because of, you know, increase in one thing, decrease in another thing, we don't have the, the purchasing power that we had before. So this story uh, at the end of year one, as we wrap year one, is remarkably accurate to that point. What I find interesting as well is that this party, the Democratic Party, is fighting so hard to increase, uh, you know, uh, wages, even though we have clear evidence, historical and current, that prove the answer to what's going on in America is not a rapid increase in the, the bottom wage earners. That's not the answer to the problem. But... That's Much all. like the definition of insanity, we will continue to try to do the same thing over and over, even though it's not working. That's you know, what we're seeing. You know what the answer is, Pat? What's that? Tax the 400 people, or the whatever the fuck it is. 400. Is it 400 people? Uh, what you, are you talking about the meme from like three weeks ago? The top 1% is like 400 people or something in the United States. Yeah, and it said if we took every penny of their wealth... It would pay to operate the government for like eight months. Every penny from every one of them. (laughs) It would pay to operate the American government eight months. The problem is not the money going into American pockets. The problem is the money coming out of American pockets and going into American government. I don't want to say I told you so about Joe Jorgensen, but... Well, you no. can't really say that, Pat, because you don't know what kind of policies she would have. Like, the problem is well, that she's you a libertarian. F- Libertarians believe in small government, less money to the government. So do so do Republicans. Well, this That's problem what, wasn't the worst it's been since 1982, four years ago, Tom. I'm not discriminating. What I'm saying is, well, like, you can't say that. Like, we don't, like, and oh boy, I broke it. What did I do? It's okay, I fix it. Um, as much as like I don't want to uh <clears throat> come to homeboy's defense here. We uh Biden's defense, because that's not really my thing. But we don't know what would have happened in this last year because a lot of I believe a lot of these increases are caused like the gas increase, right? One hundred and ten percent Biden's fault. But 
other things the the shortages and stuff that are rising the prices of vehicles and stuff like that and our labor shortages could also be a put towards biden but some of it is is straight up on the covid problem the pandemic and us shutting down when we didn't when we shouldn't have shut down and all these other things and taking so long to come back and you know all these other things tom on behalf of everybody that I work with that's been short-staffed, that's some bullshit. Because people have the ability to work. They have oh, the ability to earn a paycheck. You ain't got to tell me, bro. I, I, I totally understand. But there but was... you're like, well, the, 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 the labor shortages. There's not a labor shortage. There's a shortage of people who want to work. I they understand. are fucking capable. We got plenty of fucking labor. We're I just am... not using it. We're not forcing them. We're paying them money to not do it. Well, not anymore. They don't get the money that they were getting before. Um, but I understand that side of it. I, I do. But you can't put it all on. I I would say it's a 75-25 split. 75% of it is the current administration and the current government that we have. But my point was you can't say that Joe Jorgensen would have been in any sort of different situation because you're also only allowed to do what the Senate and the House allow you to do. All right, how about this? One of the things Joe Jorgensen platformed on was that she wants to get rid of the overtime tax. Tom, would my paycheck buy me more things if they didn't tax my overtime? Yes, it would. But also, she so wants to get rid would of... return purchase power. Yes, it would. But also, that has to get approved through the House and the Senate before that can become a law. There's all kinds of crazy shit that I didn't think would get approved that's gotten approved. And that idea is not crazy to me. Think of how to many you, people would support that idea. Uh, how many people in, in government? Well, remember, at the end of the day, the government answers to the people. Yeah. Yeah, you you want to be one of the motherfuckers that, that votes no on that shit? Because that's not a class thing. That's not wealthy versus poor. Every class has the ability to work overtime. Maybe not the whole class, but there are people in every class that can work fucking overtime. Everybody who works overtime would have been like, y'all motherfuckers better vote yes on this shit. But Pat, I will but, dethrone you. But Pat, what you're not understanding is that if if everybody agreed on that, it would have already been done. It's never been proposed. That, there's no way that's never been proposed. There's no way. You're welcome to find me a time, bro. Find me there, a time. Oh, I'm, I'm making a note. I'm going to find it. What did Joe Jorgensen get? 1% of the vote? It will never be proposed by anybody other than a libertarian. That's what I'm saying. But it, it, there's libertarians in the, in the Senate and the House. None of them are fucking... If one of them are proposing it, it still has to get approved by a majority. You get what I'm saying? The people that you're talking about, I don't think have the stroke of the president of the United States. I, I believe they do. I believe they have more. That's why it's so You think important. that a senator has more stroke than the president? Yes, because they're the ones that actually approve the bills. Go ask Bin Laden. Huh? Go ask Bin Laden. What the fuck? He's dead, but what the fuck is there to ask? Who pulled the trigger on Bin Laden? Was that the president ordering that hit, or was that a senator being like, you know what we should do today, guys? The, you're not comparing apples and apples, dude. You're talking about the you're talking about the laws and stuff that go into place that have to get approved through the House and then the Senate. 
That's the way it works. No law, and, and the only thing that they can do as a president is write an executive order, but there's limitations on what they can write as a as a executive order as well. You think that a senator would have a better chance of getting the overtime tax removed than the president of the United States? I just want to be clear on this, because this Yes, 100%. Crazy. Yes, 100%. Okay. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to take your word on this. That's how, but that's how it all works. I would love to say that I'm gonna do a little research, and we'll come back to you. But the odds of me doing any research related to this are very slim. Okay. Uh, I just think you're crazy. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm happy to disagree. I, like I'm not mad at you. I just think you're crazy. I'm not crazy, but okay. We got motherfucker. Last week we had somebody breastfeeding a cat. This week we got. You know, senators overriding fucking presidents. That's not what I said. <laughs> okay, I, I may have bent and twisted what you said. Uh, Tom, did you want to talk about... Uh, I, I highlighted a section. Uh, CNBC reported some of the largest consumer price increases between November 2020 and November 2021, uh, which obviously has nothing to do with the administration or the president. Yes. Did you look at the list? Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's all highlighted here. Let's fire through it. Gas prices are up 58.1%. So again, I think that's directly related to the president because we shut down, because he wrote an executive order, shut down the pipeline coming out of Canada. Used vehicles are up 31.4%. Again, that's related to the lack of being able to build new vehicles because of supply shortages. Hotels are up 25.5%. No reason that that should be up that much. Meat and if poultry. I had to guess, it's because they don't have people traveling and utilizing their hotels. So because we're not traveling, they need to charge more, more money to per person because they're not filling their rooms. Yeah. Meat, poultry, and fish, probably a supply, the supply issue, being able to move it, 31.1 or 13.1% up. Furniture and bedding, 11.8%. Uh, I'm going to say that is directly related to wood. I was going to say labor. Could be labor, but definitely wood prices have skyrocketed. I mean, we're talking well, doubled you, and tripled. But really look around, right? How much of the furniture in your house is really made out of wood? Like a couch. In my sure. house? Yeah, like a couch, sure. Literally every piece of fucking furniture, except for the appliances. That desk that you're on right now is made out of plastic. I, I would not call this furniture, but okay, this one piece <laughs> of furniture is plastic. Every other table, chair, couch, the platform that the movie theater sits on, the kitchen table, all the kitchen chairs, it's all wood. My bed, my dresser, my bureau, my nightstands. Okay. Fair enough. Uh... New a lot vehicle. of wood in that bedroom, you know. <laughs> New vehicles up eleven point one percent. That's again a supply domestic, issue. Yeah, domestic services up ten point two percent. What do they mean by domestic services? I think that's related to um, the massage parlors are charging more because all of them keep getting murdered, so they don't have as many people who can do the work. I'm not, I haven't looked into this list, Tom, but I'm, I'm going to stage that as a guess. Uh, jewelry up 
uh, vets, they actually unionized the six-year-olds that are mining diamonds over in foreign countries. So when they unionized, we knew there was going to be a price hike on diamonds, actually. that's Yeah, that's what that's coming from. There's no reason for this next one. Electricity, 6.5%. Why the fuck Oh, that's I... easy. Uh, electric, uh, electricity providers are fucking scumbags. Yeah, there you go. Yep. All of that is delivery charge, too. None of that is actual use. That is a delivery charge increase right there. 6.5% across the fucking board. They're killing it. Uh, food is up 6.1%. Uh, I can't imagine what the fucking reason for that is, because there are not people going to work. So I assume there's less people eating out and more people purchasing food for their homes, which we know how this goes. A lot of that food gets wasted. And I'm going to say there's, I have no fucking clue why the cost of food has gone up. It's a supply issue. It's costing, because it's costing more to transport the food to grocery stores. Okay, yeah, okay, so the transportation supply. Yeah. Uh, Apparel, clothing, 5%, same thing. Milk Milk. is up 4.6%. Wouldn't this fall under food? Fruits and vegetables, milk, food, like, isn't that all the same? Maybe because it's farm specific. Maybe. Well, I guess no. Food is farm specific too. I don't know how the fuck else you're gonna have food. Yeah, like your grains. They all come from a farm. Yeah. Even like fish, they have farmed fish. Yeah. Uh, All right, Tom. We got uh, we got one story left. Oh, we're gonna talk about this, huh? Uh, I haven't read through the article because I got it fairly late. Oh, Erica sent this in and said that we would kill Colin, which is 100% accurate. Where'd you go? You expect me to fill that air? All right. Uh, so we're going to talk about... Ladies local, and gentlemen, I'm back. Local story here. Hidden police have made an arrest in the following threats against the high school and middle school. Uh, police said arrested a 13-year-old who allegedly made threats that were found on Instagram. The teenage... The teen is a student in Handel Middle School and was charged with first-degree threatening and second-degree breach of peace. The arrest comes on the first day, first day high school students were back to class as they're being off the past three days due, due to the threats. And the mayor, Lauren Gar- Garrett, said, I hope the development provides a measure of relief and helps, uh, helps to increase confidence in our school's safety and the safety to our teachers, students, and support staff. This has been a trying time for our community. I would urge that we continue to provide mental health, emotional support to all those in need. Additionally, I would like to commend the HPD for their steadfast efforts throughout this daring, daunting ordeal as they maintained a watchful presence presence over our schools. Uh, so basically what happened was, I think it was three days in a row, um, that there was, they found some sort of threat that, and this has been happening all over the state. This isn't just one place. I think it might get into, uh, I'm not sure if it gets into how they found it or what the kids said or anything like that. Um, uh, it said, they, the, here, the, it here said two days after someone had made it more made an online threat over the weekend. Here, I got it all right here. On Monday, November 29th, Tandon Police said that two ninth grade students 
got into a fight after dismissal. A 13-year-old student stabbed a 14-year-old student multiple times. That's awesome. The victim of the stabbing was expect, is expected to be okay, according to officials. Both students face charges. On the evening of Thursday, December 2nd, school officials said they received an anonymous tip about a gun being brought to school on Friday, December 3rd. Police, said, uh, police and school officials made a decision to close the high school that day. Then on uh, the 5th, received another online threat directed towards the high school, the mayor's office, and and Hand and Police decided to close the school Monday on the 6th and 7th. So these were all online tips. Um, so at least, you know, at least they're paying attention. You know what I mean? And at least somebody saw, saw the shit and sent it out there because, like, it's just a threat until it's not a threat. You know what I mean? I certain that that's the exact same point I was going to make is kudos to them because the vast majority of the things that we talk about on a national level or even a state level are things that could have been avoided had we taken something more seriously, even like a workplace accident, you know, oh, you know, sure, there's a frayed wire there on that extension cord, but what are the odds, right? It's a what are the odds situation all the time. Um. It's really unlikely. Some kid makes an online threat or some somebody calls in, oh, there might be a gun at school. These are things that we could easily blow off. And kudos to them for not blowing it off. Yeah. Um, hopefully believe- we continue to see this type of diligence moving forward. The problem is uh, we've all heard the story of the, cry- the boy who cried wolf. So if we keep seeing these threats but not seeing absolute fucking tragedies happen... At some point, we're going to back off, you know, and we're going to stop taking them so seriously. And then we've got Columbine or we've got Newtown, you know, the, we, we have to take these things seriously. Yeah, you know, I don't know how long ago phobic said this shit, bro, but <laughs> phobic's in the chat and he says, if she wanted a bush, she'd grow one. Doesn't need your scratchy ass beard, Pat. Because Pat's shirt says bearded for her pleasure. That. How the fuck did we not see this earlier? I've been looking at the timeline. I can't, all the time. I can't see the feed. I can't see it at all. You didn't blow it up on your thing today. My thing's on full screen. It's right here. Oh, I it's, fucking see, I see where it is. It's itty bitty teeny tiny. Jeez, man! I wish I would have saw that hours ago. When fuck, really missed one there. But anyway, uh, yeah. But I'm with Pat on this one. I think there was other. Uh, school threats this week, but or last week, but I'm not exactly sure where they were in uh, in the state, so I don't want to say. Um, Our day, Tom, when I was in school, a bomb threat was a way to get out of class, right? Okay. Like, ah, they'll probably shut the school down if we say there's a bomb in the school, or at least you'll miss a couple hours while they search the school. They need to take this shit more seriously because a bomb threat in today's society means there's a fucking school that's going to get blown up by a fucking bomb, and if it's not this one. It's the next one. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, oh, here you go. Here you go. Just so you know, uh, Green Bay's down. It's first quarter, four minutes to go. First, uh, they're down three nothing. So, good luck to them, Griff. I hope when you're listening to this tomorrow, you're in a good mood because they won, and we both hit that bet. Uh, hey, I'm torn wanna... because I love you, Tommy, and I want what's best for you, and I want you to win that bet. But I hate Aaron Rodgers, so. That, you know what? You know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go out on a limb here. 
because I also love Griff. I hope the Packers win tonight. I mean that. Well, Griff, I'm sorry that uh, the Packers lost because Pat was rooting for him, and I can't believe they lost to the Bears after Rodgers said that he owned them. Um. Anyway, moving on. Oh my God, that'd be fucking hysterical. Uh, thank you everybody for watching again, Panachronic. Thank you so much for helping us with the Christmas. Um, we're hoping to... you are setting a wonderful example, and we appreciate you. I cannot uh, harp on this enough. If you guys know anybody that's in need needs some help this uh, this holiday season. Uh, we're getting close here. We're, we're only uh, 13 days away. So uh, we want to do it before Christmas, but obviously if uh, if we can't get it off the ground before Christmas, we'll make sure that um, we take care of people afterwards and make sure if there's money left over, it goes to a good cause. We got this shit. Number Niners? I say good day. <laughs>